What's up, mama friends? Welcome back to High Five Motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery. And I am just wondering, do you feel like it's a burden to travel with little ones? Like it's just so hard to figure out how to keep them entertained and stop the meltdowns and the tantrums and the blowouts and constant diaper changes, maybe having to feed a bottle, like all the things. There's so much that comes along with traveling with little ones, right? Well, today I have a few little tips and tricks up my sleeve because we have been traveling for a while and we actually love to travel as a family. It is hard. It is definitely not the easiest thing I've ever done, but there's so much benefit that comes from traveling as a family. So today I want to go into just a few tips and tricks on travel during spring break for families. So if you are ready to have an amazing spring break with your family and go somewhere and explore and just have fun adventuring together, then grab a pen and paper and let's dive right in. Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there'll be little bumps along the way, but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Okay, mama friend, I know there is a lot happening when it comes to spring break, whether you're staying at home or traveling or what you're doing. But if you do choose to travel, whether it's during spring break or the summertime or other vacation times throughout the year, any of these tips will be helpful to any time that you travel or even just do some sort of a day trip with your family. It doesn't have to be anywhere super far or crazy, but when you get in the car and go to do something and go to a specific destination, this is going to be just a few little tips that will help you out. Let's start with tip number one. Tip number one, plan an itinerary. This is huge. If you want to have fun when you go on vacation, you've got to plan ahead. You may not always have everything go according to your plan, but having no plan is way worse than having a plan that may get messed up just a little bit. Okay. And learn this from my experience because I have had times where we don't plan anything because we just want it to be a chill, fun vacation. And all it ends up being is the same stupid question all the time. What are we doing today? What do you guys want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? And it just is such a waste of time. It's not fun. It's frustrating. The kids don't know what to do or expect. You don't know what to do or expect. You don't even know where to go. You get super stressed out. Everyone's out of each other's nerves because they don't know what to do. Okay. So you end up spending all your time sitting around doing nothing and wasting it, or you can plan ahead and actually make things happen, right? And that's how you can plan the magical fun vacation that you've dreamed of. You just have to do a little bit of work ahead of time in order to make it happen. So Biggest thing with planning your itinerary is doing your own research. Ask around friends that have been to, friends or family, right, that have been to these places that you're wanting to visit and just try to get an idea of what it is that's available, the great places to eat, what are some great um, hotels or in different stays that are there. Where's What's a good rental car place? Like look for different things, start digging and finding information. Um, what excursions are really exciting to do? You know, what places should you get tickets to? Is there any way that you can get a good sale, like a Groupon or something like that with it? Start thinking and planning things ahead of time and just kind of write out a list. Like you and your family can just kind of brainstorm ideas of different things you want to do once you're there. And then you can try to find ways to make that happen and narrow down your list so that you're not doing like, you know, 200 things 
things in a week span. It's not going to work with little ones. So you have to remember that you want to kind of dumb it down to just a few things per day so it doesn't get overwhelming. Okay. So along with your research, check the weather and don't book things that are going to be during not a good time. Like if it's hurricane season and you want to go to the tropics, probably not the best idea. You may or may not have the most enjoyable adventure, right? Like we went to Mexico just this last year and we went during kelp season. We didn't realize that was a big deal, but it was kind of the off season. So we figured it'd be nice and cheap and we'd get some great deals, right? Well, we go down there to find out that there's, you know, five to six feet of kelp chilling along the shoreline. It smells like a beached whale that died. the entire time with flies buzzing around. You can't even walk along the beach. The water that is normally tropical, teal blue, and beautiful is brown and disgusting. And it smells like dead fish everywhere. Not the most enjoyable tropical vacation that I could have experienced, right? So it's important to plan ahead and to know what's going on with their seasons, with their weather, like things like that. Like, is it kelp season? Not just, is it going to rain and things, but what season are they dealing with? Because if you're going to a foreign place and you're expecting it to be winter weather and it's their summer or vice versa, because you're on the other side of the equator, it's kind of a big deal. You need to plan for these things, right? That also helps you to know what to do with packing. Now, if you are staying um, somewhere nearby, it's not anywhere huge, like you're just traveling a few, you know, like a day trip away or a a few hours or whatever, like you don't necessarily have to worry about all that. But checking the weather still is a good option to know what's going on. So you're not booking a wonderful day at Disneyland when it's a super rainy thunderstorm type day, right? So just think ahead of what the weather's like, do your research, kind of find some fun things that you'd like to go see and do and just places that you want to visit. Then another good thing to do with your itinerary is book things ahead of time. Okay. So book your flight or hotel, your Airbnb, wherever you're going to be doing your stays, um, book your rental car ahead of time. If there's any excursions or activities that you're wanting to do or tickets that you need to get, try to purchase those ahead of time. A lot of times you can get a discount if you do that ahead of time. Um, not to mention you can get it cheaper just because it's ahead of time, right? So you could get a group on plus the fact that it's cheaper just because it's not right in the moment when you're going to buy it. Usually when you buy it at the door, it's more expensive than if you get it ahead of time. Even if you just get it online before you go, you know, like in the parking lot, a lot of times it's cheaper. Another thing going along with your itinerary is as you're planning what you're going to do for your itinerary, like your whole schedule of what you want to do for your trip, remember to stick to and plan around your actual routine anchors. Okay. So think about your anchors, which are basic things like your wake times and sleep times, your meal times naturally, right? You're going to have to eat at least three or four times a day. So plan your activities around that. Don't plan to go somewhere in the afternoon when it's nap times and all the kids are super tired and just want to like chill. And they're also super hungry because it's also lunchtime. Like kind of plan around when they have the high, their highest energy, do the high energy activities. When they have a lower energy, do more chill, relaxed activities, right? And also plan for downtime. Plan to just have moments of relaxation where you just go to the park and have a picnic or you're going for a a really calm stroll, you know, to kind of go look at the different shops. Nothing super crazy or planned out. It's just kind of more relaxed, right? Whatever it is that you're, that you want to do to kind of have that downtime, whether it's, you know, going to a park and letting them play and get their wiggles out or stopping to go see the ducks in the pond, whatever it is, plan for some downtime where it's not a specific activity you're doing. something that can help them to kind of chill if they're just not having the energy to do something super crazy. 
easy. Along with that, the downtime and the relaxed time, also plan for the high energy times, right? So plan for play and exercise. Make sure the kids have moments where they can get their wiggles out. They need to be able to plan, you know, at least one to two activities per day where they can get their high energy out or they're going to drive you bonkers, right? <laughs> Don't plan just for the downtime because it's if you're going to go somewhere tropical and beautiful and you're thinking we're just going to relax on the beach and enjoy it, think again, okay? With kids, you're not just going to sit there and relax on the beach. Most kids are going to want to play in the sand and jump into the water and get all messy and, you know, just just be kids, which is great, but you need to plan for that. So if you want um, to do something that is relaxing in the afternoon, then make sure you have a super high energy activity in the morning to get all of their wiggles out. So kind of think through those things, whatever plans you decide to do, think of high energy activities when they are at their peak energy so that you get those wiggles out and you're not going bonkers with them asking 20 questions and moving, jittering all over the place and always asking for snacks, right? Like feed your kids, <laughs> make sure that you're planning around those mealtimes. So make sure that before you do the high energy activity, you make sure to give them a good breakfast, right? And that you're not waking them up super, super early. So they're not getting enough sleep and you're not having them go to bed really, really late. So they're not getting enough sleep. Try to find those balanced, you know, wake and sleep times. They may not be identical. You feel less stressed knowing that th these things are going to happen. Okay. So plan and expect delays and disruptions, it's going to happen. Now, another thing that is great is batch your breaks. So if you are, um, say, going on a road trip, okay, and you need to stop for gas, right? If you are stopping for gas, get it all in. Like, get your gas, do your potty stop, get them a meal or snack if they're needing it. Um, fill up your water bottles, your refillable water bottles, right? Let them stretch, let them play and wiggle. If there's a park nearby, let them get their wiggles out. I know that it's going to take more time and you're really wanting to get to their, your destination. But if you choose to do that, even if it's just like 30 minutes to get all that in, you will have such a happier time in the car because they will be able to handle it and they'll be able to get their wiggles out. And then they are not so frustrated in the car and being like, when are we going to get there? Because they can handle a little more knowing that they're able to breathe and play for a little bit. Okay, let's move on to tip number two. So tip number two, prep as much as possible ahead of time. This is just a really big thing for big families because we always think that everything is going to be just, it won't take that much time, right? It won't be that big of a deal. We'll just do this right before we leave or we'll just, just do that. We'll just do that the day of. We'll do it right before the day of, right? If you choose to wait until the last minute for everything, all those little things that don't take a lot of time end up taking a lot more time because you're more stressed you don't have clarity because your kids are all excited to go and you're not ready and you feel frazzled and stressed. And then the car ride just becomes this huge fight with your family rather than it being something that can be really enjoyable and you bond together, right? So think of that and think, okay, if I am going on um, this vacation and I have a few weeks to plan and prepare, start thinking ahead of time. Start by like cleaning your home so you have some clarity of what you're going to do. Have things cleaned and ready to go so you're not having to take the garbages out the last minute and do all the dishes that are like three days worth of piled dishes and you don't want to leave them there because it's going to make your whole house stink, you know, and like be loaded with bacteria and who knows what, you know, <laughs> like... Get things cleaned ahead of time so that you can have some clarity and your house isn't as crazy mess. You know, you're doing your laundry ahead of time so that your clothes are clean and ready to be able to pack, right? You know where your suitcases are, like you know where your stuff is, right? So get your home kind of cleaned and ready to go and do as much laundry as you can before the trip so that you're not having to worry about all of that when you get back and having to come home to a really messy house and tons of laundry. Like it doesn't seem like a big deal to have all that stuff done before you go. But after a trip, you're kind of exhausted and it was lots of fun, but you're like, oh my gosh, like reality hits you 
like slams you like a door in the face when you get home and you're like, oh my gosh, there is a dirty trash can that smells like poopy diapers. There's like three days worth of dishes. I have like two weeks worth of laundry I need to do, plus all the laundry that we need to do from the trip. I still got to unpack. Like you're just wasted. So if you can get as much as you can ahead of time done, it just helps you to relax when you get home. You're like, ah, oh, a clean home. I'm home. Yay. I'm so excited. And you have a bed that's made with clean sheets and bedding and everything is ready to go, right? Your room is clean. Like it's a relaxing place to come home to. So remember, like think of your future self and plan ahead and prepare for that, right? And along with having your home and laundry and everything cleaned and ready to go, it's also important to prep everything that you can ahead of time for the trip. So instead of buying snacks and everything on the trip as you go, try to prep a lot of your, like doing a lot of your meal prep ahead of time. So buy things in bulk, like buy things at Costco, right? Buy big bags of stuff and then put them into little like snack baggies for each of your kids. And you know, if you need to write their names on it, if they're going to fight over whose bag is what, right? Or, or have like little snack containers, whatever you want to put your snacks in, right? Meal prep containers, whatever, and have snacks ready to go and try to do about like a gallon snack bag per kid, depending on how long your, your trip is for, um, just, this is just for the travel day. Okay. So this isn't for the entire trip, but just for your travel day, you can have all of their snacks in a gallon Ziploc bag with their name on it. So they have it ready with them. They have this little self-serve like snack station ready to go so that whenever they need a snack or their, you know, refillable water bottle, it's right there next to them and they don't have to ask you for all the things. They have it with them. And as soon as their snack bag is gone, like they're done, they're tapped out and they don't get any more snacks that day, right? Or you can even hold on to their snack bag and then when it's snack time, then you give them their bag, right? So that they're not able to just graze all road trip long. It, you decide how you want to do that. But to have a gallon snack Ziploc bag per kid helps you to know, first of all, what they're eating, you know, how much they're eating. So you know if they are not getting, you know, the proper nutrients they need. And and it, it also gives them the opportunity to have the proper portion sizing. And you're also giving them like fresh fruits and vegetables, or you're giving them pantry, you know, like shelf stable type things. You kind of know what they're eating, what they're getting and what they need, right? And it helps you to not have to, again, constantly be at their, like catering to their every whim because they are able to kind of serve themselves. Now, if they're smaller, like a little baby or a toddler that is like just learning and really can't do a whole lot on their own, they can't open their little snack bags on their own. It's good. It's a good idea to couple a, an older child next to your toddler so they can kind of help them with little things throughout the road trip. So you're not having to go back and forth in between the kids. Now, if you don't have older kids, you just have a toddler and you just have a baby, then you will have to do some of this, you know, to try to help them out, but do the best you can to kind of prep things ahead of time. So you have your meal prep done, right? You've got your fruits and vegetables chopped up and put in little meal prep containers. So you've got healthy options for them too, that you have in like a little cooler bag with some ice packs, right? You can take Go-Gurts and you can freeze them ahead of time and put those in the cooler. So it helps everything stay cool. And then by the time you want to eat them, they're actually somewhat thawed. And so it actually becomes like this fun little ice cream type treat that they get to eat, you know, on the go, especially if you're doing like a really hot trip, like during the summertime, that's a really nice cool treat to have that's healthier than eating something like ice cream or whatever, right? Having, you know, even just like my, um, my husband and my kids love to take cheese and meat and roll it up and then kind of cut it into like these little sections. So they're about the size of like 
half a cheese stick or something and put them in these meal prep containers so they can just grab that. And that's a quick, like good protein snack that they can eat on the go. That is just fun to do. You can even put it with crackers if you want to do homemade Lunchables or something. Grapes or, you know, celery and peanut butter, apples and peanut butter, carrots, like the, like little baby carrots. Those are already done, ready to go. You just, you know, put them in a bag for them. Like there's tons of little things you can do to have healthy options. You can take frozen peas, put them in a little container. And by the time you get there, they're thawed enough to where you can just kind of snack on those or frozen blueberries or freezer stuff as well. Cause that's something that can help keep everything cold, but it also can thaw and be about what temperature you want it to be when you arrive um, without it going bad. So just think of road trip snacks and things ahead of time. Try to prep things ahead of time, not just for your kids, but also for you. So you have snacks and things to keep you awake and keep you being able to focus on the road as well. Also, another thing you can prep ahead of time is a car emergency kit. This is a great item to have just in general when you are in the car um, because you never know what could happen at any point in time, right? When we were on a road trip to California, we were coming back from California and it was beautiful. You know, we had the beautiful beach weather had just literally got off the beach. So we were still in our swimsuits as we were traveling home because it wasn't too far from our house. And we just weren't prepared that when you drive up two hours, you know, away from um, the beach, that's actually mountainous area. And it was supposed to snow that night. And our car broke down on the side of the road and we weren't expecting it. So we didn't have blankets. We didn't have warm clothes. We didn't have even water bottles or extra snacks. Like we had gone through all of our trip snacks and everything. So we had nothing an hour or two before there was a stop and we could just get a few things along the way and call it good. Well, that was not the smartest idea. <laughs> I don't even know if we had flashlights. Um, we didn't have service for a little bit, so we couldn't call. I think my husband had to walk away before he could even call someone. Like it was it was dark, it was dusk. And so it was starting to get cold. I needed to nurse my baby and I hadn't eaten anything. So I couldn't feed my baby. I wasn't, I didn't have enough supply to actually nurse my baby. And my kids were getting cold. We had obviously no heater. The car was shut down and off and there was no one on the road. Like we just, we weren't expecting this to happen, but it just, it just died on us. Right. And so they brought us chicken croissant sandwiches and they brought us warm blankets and they took care of us. And we were so grateful that they were there, but had they not been there, I was like, what would I have done? And so it made me think, you know, I need to make sure that I have some sort of emergency kit at any point in time, especially with kids. Cause if you get stranded on the side of the road and you can't call for help and no one's there, like you need to be able to take care of your family, right? Thinking of that, think of, um, have band-aids on hand. Those are, there's always someone that needs a band-aid for something, right? And it's just a great way to put it on the kid and help them to be happy, even if they don't necessarily need it. It just stops the tantrums and the whining. <laughs> Having a blanket in there. Sometimes you just want to pop up a blanket and have a picnic or you go to the beach and you forget to bring towels. So a blanket is great because you can lay it out and lay on the sand on that. You know, like having something, whether it's for warmth or to sit on or for whatever reason, blankets can come handy in a lot of different ways. So it can be a cover while you're nursing. Like it can be a cover, like you can hold it out for somebody to be able to change behind or have, if they have to go to the bathroom and you don't have a restroom nearby. Like there's tons of things that you can do. So blankets are great to have. Sanitizing wipes are an awesome thing to have on a road trip. It just helps keep everyone clean and kind of helps keep the sickness from coming during your trip, which is no fun. Having extra diapers um, or bottles or things if you have a baby like, hey mom, I just wanted to pop in and let you know that this episode is actually split into a series of episodes. We are doing a family travel series. So there are lots of fun tips, tricks, and hacks that will help out with family travel for spring break and any other vacation that you'd go on. So get super excited about it. But 
cliffhanger. We've got to end this episode. We want to make sure that we keep our episodes pretty short and sweet so that you are able to listen to them while still enjoying time with your littles. So until next time, I want you to keep all these tips and tricks in mind, put them on a piece of paper with a pen, and go ahead and check out our next week's episode for the following tips and try to keep them all together because there are so many tips that you are going to be getting. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Hey friends, well, that is a wrap for today. I just want to let you know that we are not on Instagram or Facebook for the next 30 days. Okay. See you later. Social media for 30 days. We're taking a little break. We want to get into building up our website and our Pinterest and all the different things. So if you are looking for us, you can totally still click on our link in our bio on Instagram, and it will take you to all the different sources of where we are currently doing our content. Okay. So you can check us out at the podcast here on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen to. If you want to check out our blog or website or shop, it's all at www.highfivemotherhood.com. And we are now on Pinterest. So start pinning y'all. Like it is so exciting. I cannot wait for you to see all of the beautiful pins our graphic designer has designed. She has done such an amazing job. They are so gorgeous. And there's so many fun tips and tricks in there for you and free printables and all the things. So go ahead and check this out at High Five Mother on Pinterest as well. Thank you so much for listening. I am so excited to see you in a new way for the next 30 days. We're off social media, but we are here to serve you through the podcast, our website, blog, and shop, as well as Pinterest. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time.